Welcome to Augusta Only Podcast. Today, this is the first time episode returning to the podcast this on this Saturday. We'll be talking about Vince McMahon selling WWE to Saudi Arabia, Stephanie resigned, WWE turned upside down, and a lot more to come right now on this podcast. Let's go on with the Raw Recap Show. Let's get to it right about now. And my co-host partner, my guest, he will come later on. I promise you, let's get to it. Alright, we got the Raw recap. Kevin Owens versus Baron Corbin. Owens came out to the top of the show. He began to talk about how he'll face Roman Reigns at Royal Rumble. Interrupted by JBL. Also, immediately, this led to Baron Corbin coming out to take out KO in a match. The poker fishing out took control early, but Owens is rarely one of his opponents keep on their hand for long. Mention made Corbin hit his shoulder into the ring post for the show cut the break. While Oz in this match had good energy, laughed at any major mistakes. It felt to me very painted by the numbers. Nothing but really stood out as memorable. It was filler, but it was not that bad filler. So, KO was able to score a win, but the celebration was cut for short when the bloodline attacked on the red side. The Usos sold to kill him, may have gotten a jump on him. Owens grabbed the butt. Actually, Owens grabbed the chair, beating him anyway to be the last man standing in the ring. That was pretty much you go for the segment. Alright, it's Bailey versus Mia Yim. Bailey was out first with Dakota Kai Sky by her side, take on the OC's newest members. Maya Mitchin Yim. What the fuck is Mitchin? Like a bitch or something? Anyway, the Roma ended up sending their damage control teammates away so he could have the night off. Bailey went right after Yim once the ref called for the bell, but Mitchin was able to rebound, take her down with Netbreaker. They fought through a commercial break. We were trying to see Yim on the defense begin to make a comeback of first strikes. The match started out unwell enough and ended up being a bit clunky in the second half. Bailey scored a win by using the ropes for leverage when she went for pin. So yeah, that was pretty much clunky best. But anyway, we got Kendall Lay versus Rhea Ripley. Another women's match. Kendall Lay was giving an interview backstage about looking forward to the Royal Rumble when she was confronted by Rhea Ripley. This led to me for a match in the second half of the show. The Poison Pixie managed to bring, bring Ripley to the corner by elbowing her with strikes, but the Eradicator caught her off mid-rope and slammed her to the mat. Ripley had control until Ray took her down with a triplex, but didn't take many long to regain momentum. This was a physical entertainment bout that's definitely a sign what we saw. But the first hour, despite being shorter in the other hour of the other two contests, something is simple better. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, maybe right, we go to Sokola, Sokola versus Ziggler, Dolph Ziggler. The Usos were allowed to lead the arena following the attack on Owens, but Adam Pearce forced Sokola to stick around so he could face Dolph Ziggler. The show jumped right off the top of Sokola as soon as the ref called for the bell, but after Sunrise onslaught, the street champion knocked him down with a shoulder tackle. While Ziggler put up a great fight, it shows Sokola has number from most of the matches. This was more competitive than most of the bouts on this week's show. Felt like some both guys were holding back for some reason. Ziggler hit most of his big moves, but Sokola was able to score the win with a huge right hand out of nowhere. So yeah, that was a big matchup. Now we go to the tag team turmoil. Following up so the Miss TV with a judgment day, we saw Finn Balor, Daniel Priest take on Cross and Luke Gallows on the first battle of the tag team main event. Turn out, Dom helped the team steal win by tripping Anderson so Bella could roll him up. The next duel entered the match with Sandra Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. They put a decent fight, but were eventually eliminated. There we go to Chad Gable Otis, where next up take a visible tired Baylor and Lenny Baller and Priest. 
That final portion of the match was they all ended up being put down by the Judgment Day. The Irishman rolled out of the ring and looked at the ringside doctors. Pierce came out down and said they don't want to forfeit. Then Don had to take Butler's place. Priest agreed so the match continued with the Street Profits. In the ending, Gauntlet style contest ended up being either too long or too short. It's honestly hard to find a balance. They did a good job keeping here by keeping the Judgment Day by in from the start and finish, even as one of the participants changed toward the end. With a little help on the ropes, Dom was able to score the pin on four to win the match and next time the tag team titles. So yeah, that was pretty much Raw. The recap, it was a pretty weak episode. Raw had a weak episode. And I'm just saying out loud, it's like, yeah, it's pretty good a weak episode. The, the women's match, Bailey was clunky. And honestly, Balor getting injured was pretty much okay. I understand with Dominic and had Dominic doing a dog shit, you know, like he's a dog or something. You know, honestly, like Dominic still sucks as a wrestler. I'm just saying this right now. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna say. He still sucks as a wrestler. Dominic Mysterio still sucks as a wrestler. All right, let's go to Dynamite recap. John Moxley versus Hangman. Anna Page to start the show. Let me get to the thing. I'm sorry. Okay. Moxley. Okay. Hangman Page signed all doubters with an effective victory of Moxley Knights over the contest. So with the fans and slowly behind Hangman fought through Moxley. Tentic plays previously injured. He has our everything thrown by the former AW World Champ for engaging him in a strike heavy exchange late. Stunning Moxley. Page Cork one blast buckshot. Larry the flag the opponent scored a pinfall victory. Honestly, this was a hellish fight. My book, the two guys do not like each other. With some jaw dropping physical, the last layer appeared had broken Moxley's nose, adding to the theme of the match. Page near the win after waiting too long. He earned a signature victory over the Haas started pro wrestling in 2022. When this takes him move forward, reigns to be seen, but he cannot begin rehabbing a character that was hurt by creating him a year ago. Yeah, pretty much. Alan Cole returns. Yeah, let's go to that segment. Alan Cole returns. Adam Cole returns. Honestly, an Adam Cole ever returned, that would be something amazing. Let's go to it anyway. For the first time since August, Adam Cole returned to AEW television, hitting the ring for the emotional promo. The former Ring of Honesty World Champion revealed their long journey back, revealing that he has returned, which is bad news for the AEW locker room. Cole was a pro bay face here, thanking the fans and playing the grand TF for them. Then the business right call for him, giving his popularity for the first time set through the curtain all out 2021. Receptive received on his return from the absence with a heel world champion of major villainous faction at Jericho Pitcher Society, playing opponents for a bay face club. And when the opportunity arrives, turning back. He is adaptable, good in the rain. Perpetually old right now, Tony Khan's a second chance to book him over the high-profile main event traction as a rather than secondary figure. He was prior to his departure. So, yeah, mm-hmm. pretty much Alan Cole returned. He is back. He is coming to AEW. He is back. Alan Cole, baby. You know, Alan Cole, like, I feel bad for his injuries and stuff, but the fact is, Alan Cole is back. That is what it is. Alan Cole, baby. Alright, we got Jungle Boy and Hook versus Big Bill, Lee Morii. <sighs> okay, after weeks of teasing Hook, Super and Big Bill, AEW fans got everything when they wanted with FTIA champion. With Jungle Boy, the Battle Bill's partner in the firm, Lee Moriarty. The heels control early, 
Exclaimed Dragon Boy into the hot set. The hook sparkled. The base made come back, delivered a long way. Suplex their nerves pop and choked down Mariah to <sighs> scare the victory. Uh, unoffensive match. It was really about one spot, but Bill bumped huge for the small opponent. Then, struggling with official expressions. This will probably be visited, or at least hook a jungle boy team will be, but it would hardly be a bad thing when one and done. Yeah, man, it really needs part of get a ten at this point. So yeah, that was pretty like a tag team match. Jungle Boy Hook got their revenge against Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Lee Moriarty tapped out. Big Bill still looks strong. He's big and tall. Let's go. Alright, next match on to it for before that. What I think about Jungle Boy Hook as a team. Like like Jungle Hook is a good team name, you know? I know it's like a throw together team, but still, it's basically gonna be a good team if you think about it. Like, where did Jungle Hook face the Young Bucks for the tab belts? Like, where did Jungle Hook face the Hardys? Uh, Jeff Hardy's on trials, that's that's a maybe. Um, maybe Jungle Hook versus Lucha Bros, Jungle Hook versus House of Black, Jungle Hook. Mm, how about for a uh, wild card? Jungle Hook versus the Usos, like a forbidden door kind of story. Or how about Jungle Hook? Versus the Gorillas of Destiny. You know what I'm saying? Jungle Hook is sweet and fine. Like dandy. So let's go to... Alright, next match is Brian Jansen versus Kanosuke Takashi. Brian Jansen and Kanosuke Takashi were scheduled for a show-stealing one-on-one encounter. Saying not dynamite. But NJ cannot stop subjecting early with a pre-match promo. Jansen ultimately interrupted AEW World Champ. Proceeded to take fight to Ishida. When Stu were building wrestling bout with science, they put over the intense motivation of prospect number one contender, Tennessee, and the resilience of a young opponent, you know what I'm saying? The American Dragon took a shook off a period of potential serious knee injuries, stopped away at Tixita, but submitted him to the regal stretch. It's a nice ode to the mentor and a man in the center of a few with Minjia. The expectation of this match was matched with Lowly Lovely due to the quality of dance and Takashi's work and the lift up to them. This was hard hitting. It featured some great sequences, reversal in route to the finish. Saw the right guy go over, not without effectively establishing his opponent at the start of the future. If dance is like they go consistently producing bangers like this, the road to a showdown with Jan is going to be a worrying one for AW fans. So. That yeah, pretty much we're gonna have future a Brian Danielson versus NJF at, at Revolution. It'll be an Iron Man match, so it's happy Iron Man rules applied. So pretty much Iron Man rules, and it makes sense. So we got Saria and Tony Star versus Britt Bay and Jay Haley alleged Mercedes Moy bullshit. Let's get to that. You guys should have took a. Subject to sorry, the man Tony Storm best was the world last week ago at a presence of the ring sound led to a downfall of her associates. Later in late in the while a highly competitive match, she just slid a trademark as candlestick to a square circle, only for Britt Baker to use it on Storm to invent it for her and AW Women's World Champion Jamie Hayter. There were so many people accepting but saying Mon to make her debut debut that's hung over this match like Dark Cloud. The crowd's red hot for Hayter. Reaction to the match was hard or work all the hurt sensation from the moment I never came. It's a shame because the story she had been so determined friends who were valued to Saria only accidentally lead her to defeat and was only done done little to a fully fledged heel turn for a woman with his champion down the line. This need deliver need money because everyone has delivered a solid match which is hands by storytelling. So yeah. It's basically yeah yeah we don't need money. It sucks uh, money will come it will happen, so give it time. So later on. So yeah. So yeah. 
Okay, during a precise society segment. So we're only three days of 2023. Ray had a candidate for the worst promo segment of the year. We agree. The JAS were bagatellously agatocious and celebratory as they took to the square circle for promo segment. Matt Menner put over JSS, hurling Starks through a table while Jericho celebrated sending actual Dryday to the back to the minor leagues. Except he did it the break, the Bayface erupted and won the worst back to back for forces shoot down the usual strong tigers elevated salmon that appeared doomed from the start. Andrade Andrade did not come across particularly likable. Starks fumbled his words a couple of times. The most memorable came of course of Jake Hager. It was an effective segment that would could have been spared had a quick a shot quick bashing promo to set up versus Hager for next week. So yeah, it was his worst promo. I don't know what went wrong. Like Jericho lost his touch and he's, he's getting old. Like yeah, he's like pretty much getting old. Um best uh the seven series with the AEW Women World Trios channel, the Elite versus that Triangle. The best of seven series with the AEW World Trios Championship came to a much near conclusion in the Wednesday's main event with the Elite particularly defeating Giant Triangle to regain the gold. Spots with displays of incredible assessment and creativity. There's no night work and the risk that went into executing them. The pristine no teams did. Still, this felt more of a scene as seen around the series. The boundaries are frequently many spots. Some Arathi by one participant particularly did cold dazing offense from Young Bucks. Even better suit from the underrated Pac. You know, like Pac or something. Like Pac does his shit, you know. And you like a Pac where does his shit. He does high five. Yeah. The team were all expected to win something all right with the world, AEW, or something like that. So, who do we move on to few next remains to be seen? But it'll probably be a group like House of Black, leads at least before the five pass for, for Mega and Bucks, and tend to establish themselves as the greatest trio over time. A great match, probably. But it's time to retire this, retire this matchup and for the lead to switch things up with something more than a chaotic price style tag match than been perfected. So, yeah, mm -hmm, that should have been retired. Honestly, that's my opinion. Dynamite episode was okay. It was great. It sucks when it's Monet. A little bad promo here day, but it was good. The dynamite, regardless. So let's go to SmackDown now. Okay, let's let's get to the SmackDown recap now. As we promised, the Intercontinental Championship match: Braun Strowman versus Gunther on paper. Braun Strowman appeared to be a toughest test to date for Intercontinental Champion Gunther. In reality, he also was Strom also was. Strowman overcame a damage of shoulder, put up a fight against the ring general, scored a few near falls on him. The alert Gunther covered Braun Strowman out of the corner and drove him to the mat with a power bond for the hard fought victory. This is honestly my book, one of Strowman's best performance, undoubtedly fueled by his hometown crowd in Green Bay. He was motivated, matched Gunther's intensity, did not look out of place. Like he didn't look out of place. Basically, like he was in a hometown crowd. He was for this night. He was basically the hometown hero. He was basically the hometown hero for this night. So yeah. So yeah. So yeah. Honestly, yeah. And he, like him or not, like him or not, honestly, he was excellent here. It shows a flash of Strowman that wins fans over back in 2017. Him thinking he was in the face of the WWE's future. While Gunther continued his hot streak, adding another banger of a match while cementing himself as one of the top in-ring performers of the generation, his run with the IC title has done wonders for the particular championship and perhaps more importantly, helped with solidify his connection with the audience. So yeah, uh-huh. So, 
Alright, next, Karen Cross puts Rey Mysterio to sleep. Okay, Rey Mysterio attempts to discuss the heartache he experienced over the holidays, his ongoing rivalry with son Dominic. Instead, he was interrupted by the Karen Cross and Scarlet, the former taunted and the future Hall of Famer, criticizing him as a father. It eventually sparked the fire in Mysterio, who's attacked a fellow victim to interference by Scarlet and Cross Jagger from his new foe. This was a solid promo segment and it established Cross as a new big bad. Big bad for Mysterio to overcome while putting an utter few Dominic at the forefront, even about the second journey to wrestling around. Cross really needs this program. The feud with Drew McIntyre was solid, but Peter out by the time two clash at your crown jewel. Against someone as beloved as Mysterio, Cross can establish himself as a top tier bad guy. A role Triple H has clearly seen himself and dating back his days at NXT. So, yeah, like, Cross should be a top tier bad guy. That's what I see. His attempt with Drew McIntyre, Jack and Ty didn't do so well, so I hope with Rey Mysterio, he has his, his a final chance. If not, yeah, he's mostly going to be a jobber, so that's my opinion. Anyway, like, uh, okay then. Tegan Knox versus Excel Lee. Excel Lee defeated Tegan Knox as part of a gauntlet match part of the holidays. Despite that, Lee claimed that she was sick and tired to see others jump in her, in her line. Friday, she looks to defeat Knox for the second week in a row. History did not repeat itself, though as Knox overcame Lee's ferocity to score the victory. The match was non-descriptive, but the campaign attributed to the lack of tyrancy. Knox looked good in her limited appearance, and she definitely needed a win. The super talented individual who works at NXT against Dakota Kai spoke for herself. Lee received a mini push fall over to her television, but took a step back here. So, yeah, as Triple H continues to establish so creatively, one of the biggest unsolved puzzles is the SmackDown Women's Division, which are the talented individuals he sees as the top stars where each woman fits in. However, it figures it out relatively quick because it feels like on a treadmill from a booking perspective. So, yeah, alright, exactly. We all know, but they she is a top woman. And the women's submission SmackDown is like a, like a unsolved piece like an unsolved. Puzzle something, so yeah. Mm -hmm. Bray Wyatt's promo. How far did Uncle Howdy's attack on Bray last week put the former champ? Yeah, let's go. To, all right, before that, we need to talk about Uncle Howdy. Like, Bray and Uncle Howdy, how that fit? Like, 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 how do you like? Oh, yeah, that guy, like Bray Wyatt's brother, Otunda, like Otunda, Bo Dallas. Yeah, he's playing Uncle Howdy for those who don't know. Now, honestly, I don't know if that's going to help Howdy and help, like, like both Dallas' long term. But anyway, I don't know, so let's go to the promo. So, yeah, enough to waken his dark passenger. He has enough to fend now, honestly, since his return. There was the brown rocky chair. There was callbacks to his time with the Wyatt family. There was a familiar warning issues with Rumble opponent will L.A. Knight run. This was honestly interesting. It things appear to be picking up rather quickly after weeks of segments that did little to advance the story. The White Saga has wrapped up things sufficiently, days in part to the emergency of Uncle Howdy, infecting out on the eater of the worlds. Night is going to get swallowed up, beaten decisively at Rumble. It will be most interesting to see how Venus steps wise things as a result of Howdy's influence. So yeah, I I see at the Royal Rumble with Howdy Bray Wyatt. Mm. Eli Knight, 
Eli, like Knight, Eli, Knight, whatever, evolving, uh, evolving, it was basically, like, I see at the Royal Rumble, like, Uncle Hottie, Bray, like, Drake, evolving, them together, evolving, like, you having a guy from Ring of Honor appearing to join the Wyatt family, I see it's happening, so, yeah, <sighs> Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to Liv Morgan versus Ray Rachel Rodriguez. All right, is Liv Morgan versus Rachel Rodriguez? Liv Morgan's determination to prove she can eliminate opponents and win the Royal Rumble decided to perceive besides the advantage lead to her showdown with Quell Rodriguez. The first is Morgan took the fight to Rodriguez and phased by her opponents. You know, like her larger opponents appeared, appeared like. Appeared posed to a splash through a table ringside. Unfortunately for Morgan's ourselves cost her as Rodriguez fall the table, swatter out of her air, delivered a chuggle bomb for the win. Much is made out to Morgan requested the number one spot in Rumble, but it's not been confirmed she had to enter the match in number that number. The match was a nice advertisement the idea of a small competitor overcoming a large opponent in that particular match. It continues Morgan downward and sent into losing the SmackDown Women's Champion. It was nice though with an invitation that with a creative editor and who were ultimately heading. When I may be uncertain, one thing is not Triple H loves Rodriguez and clearly sees as a major part of the women's division's future and evidence how heavily how she's been pushed. So yeah. Kevin Owens, the main event. Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. So Roman sent Sami Zayn to take care of his Kavanaugh's problem Friday night. Later in the late in the match, it appeared that though the faculty what he thought he had his longtime friend, special enemy set up for the hill of kick instead of executing for the win. The, he watches the Usos and skills solo hope got a rail and beat Owens down. Qualification. Jimmy and Jerry delivered a one D for placing on the town save for his close flash to oblivion. The show went off the air Zayn hesitantly joined his teammate's celebration look at dismay on his face. This was more scenario work from all involved when it became one of the best storylines WWE ever produced in years. Use of Skola were set like set by Roman Reigns, not only suffered always ahead of Rumble, not title match, but also prevent Zane from beating him. Why? Because Rain Reigns is faster eagle and has stands on an honorary Uz do something he's not sure he could do by himself. So for the first time, Zane looked like a man questioning his tribal chief decision. He had a win in hand, it would have meant the world to him. Why ruin it? Maybe there's a little more than a pawn. A pawn used to set Owens up for beating a pawn rather than a trusted ally reigns. The moment he finds out his compensation and sign up for himself, Zane might book be the biggest baby face of pro wrestling. I hope that to be. Let's make that happen. So let's make it happen, Triple H. You have one chance. But, you know, Vince might fuck things up. We don't know with Vince, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will come later in the news stories with with Bernard K. Like, after this recap diet rampage, I will introduce to Bernard K. Okay, we're going to the rampage recap show now. Darby Allen versus Drew Robson, TNT Championship. Allen Ro- and Robson were ready in the ring when the show began, so they could ride the action with the TNT title match. Robinson used the side of Bully and Allen at first, riding him and taunting him with that kind of stuff. An older brother might use the breast of younger brother. The former New Japan may say Diamond, the only minutes of the match, especially when they took out the fight out of the ring, used the barricade, steel steps to inflict as much legal damage as possible. This bout was destined to do things. It was meant to make Robinson look like a tough competitor. It was meant to make Allen look like a champion. It accomplished both goals while delivering some decent action along the way. 
The fish saw Alan encountering a suplex into a scorpion death drop before hitting the coffin drop for the win. The final sequence easily beat the part of the match. So yeah, Allen got the Darby Allen got to retain the title, got the victory against Juice Robinson. So next week we'll have Darby Allen Dynamite against Kushida. So can't wait for that. Now the okay, the books of Hobbs. Segment continues. Will Hobbs spoke about the Phoenix rising from the ashes in the books of Ho- Book of Hobbs. He broke his neck and took his ashes spread over everyone here in AEW. So that's building towards Hobbs taking the top of Darielle and becoming the TNT champion. So, yeah, that's mostly there today. I'll just give you the hits up. The acclaimed segment. Let's go there. Renee Paquette introduced the acclaimed for the start of Hollywood. Would walk of fate, mass cast around about Gavin Newsom scandals, Joe Biden high scans documents, and not selling out for blood money. WWE Saudi Arabia celebrate reference. The gun sons erupted the ceremony, they claim the bigger stars, the other races claim the more popular they stole daddy ass. Billy tricked the boys, so the clay could pull down their pants and Billy could shove them into wet cement. So this was a weird segment. It was a good segment regardless. So um, yeah. So yeah, I see the Clay versus the Guns at Revolution for the AEW World Tag Team Champions. That is I see coming out of this. So maybe I see more of this. So Mugle Affiliate segment. Let's go to here. Swerve Strickland's plans for 2023 are going to be most violent, gruesome, and AEW. I can't see waiting more of it. Basically, we're going to have the, the Mogul Affiliate score dominate AEW 2023. So cannot wait. You have to go through a key flea, so it's a mo- it's important. So yeah, uh-huh. A King said Ortiz was the kings of Black Throne when the when Buddy Matthews isn't around. Black and King were known as kings of Black Throne. They were on action this week against King said Ortiz. Ortiz went after the cage to get the match started. The big man no sold most of the offense. Took him down his knees. One big shot. King said Ortiz was so a lot of monstrosity throughout the match. So bl- and King had a clear advantage. That doesn't mean Kingston Ortiz didn't put up a good fight. Though, these four men were all known for being great fighters. This was a big match filled with stiff shots. They had bumps. They worked butts off to make their fun. The crowd gave them great reactions to return. Hart and Matthews ran down to the ring with chair, but Kingston cut them up. Hart pretended like Kingston was going to hit over the chair that caused Ortiz to get in his face. The shot that caused Black to score for the win for his team. We got the Jay Cargill segment now. Oh, before that, yeah, there is a situation between Ortiz and Eddie Kingston, so I don't know what's planning to go for at Revolution, so that's a good matchup. Jay Cargill segment, let's go there. Jay Cargill claimed Red Velvet, like, I'm saying like Red Velvet, she claimed Red Velvet being a bitch towards Jay Cargill, based like that. It's basically saying that Jay Cargill, that Red Velvet, like, jealous of Jay Cargill for being being a bitch and turning on Jay Cargill is mostly like that. It's like that. That basically that Jay Cargill made Leah Gray a bigger star than Red Velvet could ever be. So Red Velvet is now officially out of the baddies. That is a Jay Cargill segment. It's really it's basically Red Velvet versus Jay Cargill and next next Dynamite Special or Revolution. I see it for Dynamite Special. I don't see it for the Match Bar Revolution. I don't see it. Sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't want. Now we're going to the Paul Walter Halsey segment. 
So Paul W. Hauser was in a ring with Renee with a golden pepper grinder. That's a golden gobble award. He talks about his love professional wrestling AEW. Ed to die housing hides himself as one of my number one merchandise seller in AEW. But wasn't given an award. He was wanted to take Hauser's award. And to Jack Jarrett, Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, instead of singing the rap, Hauser mouthed on so Jarrett hit him in the head with a guitar. Lethal threatened to smash that hands with a golden globe. So Arch Cassidy, the best friends, came around the scene to even out. The, the bad guys bailed. Lethal left the award. So the segment, I think, is leading to is this started the feud between the best friends and Jack Jarrett and, and Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. So I'm saying. That's the fear we're starting and going forward. So that's fine with us. So yeah, that's most of the feud. Alright, the main event. Anna J, Tay Melo versus Ruby Soho and Will Nigel. The most bloodiest main event you ever seen. Let's go to it. Ty J were Tay J were you able to get the past stage for Soho and Angel attacked him from behind to get the action going. Ruby so Ruby is below to challenge the Dudleys with their camel pants. Soho even told her party to get the tables like just Devon used to do with Bubba Ray. This never came close to being a wrestling match. It was a fight start to finish. They used wrestling, drew blood, fought all over their ring sign. With Jay and Melo having a lot to live up and be a straight fight. You see that like all women were dedicated to make this full performance. They packed a lot of match in the match. It's definitely a kind of thing you need to set. So all four women put maximum effort to make this a bloody brawl. Any ECW legend we're proud of. This is basically a message, a, a tribute to the Dudley Boys. So, mostly like that. And ECW. It's like a tribute to ECW. After hitting Destination Unknown under the pile of attacks, Soho covered Melo to score the win. So honestly, if you don't like blood, then don't watch. Because if you don't like fucking blood, women's bleeding and matching wrestling, then don't fucking watch wrestling. You crybabies, you like WWE. They don't let women bleed. You're fucking retarded. Women's wrestling is a lot better with blood. So if you don't got fuck, if you got a fucking problem with blood, with women bleeding with blood, and honestly, F off, my opinion. Goodbye, whatever. Honestly, Rampage was the better show than SmackDown. SmackDown had one good story with the Uso, Zayn, Kevin But SmackDown was a boring show. But Rampage was the better of SmackDown, the better show. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that was Rampage. Now, before show we get to the news stories, I'm going to introduce you to... to Walter, to Walter K, or, oh yeah, I forgot his name, Walter K, wait, what's his name again? I'm sorry, it was Bernard K, my co-host, I mistake, it's Bernard K, I'm gonna introduce him right about now. Hello, hello everyone, this is, this is my, this is my new partner, Bernard K, he's with me here today. Oh, yeah, so yeah. Mm-hmm, so, so now... Before we get to the stories, I want to introduce you to Bernard K. He has joined me for the podcast. He'll probably be here in the future. More more on my podcast, my co-host. So say hi to Bernard K, everyone. Introduce yourself, Bernard. Can you introduce yourself, Bernard K? Yeah, um, I am a longtime uh, wrestling fan. I've been a wrestling fan. For 28 years, going to be next month, actually. Um, I, I love wrestling. I've been going to a lot of wrestling shows. Um, I started wrestling uh, during the Attitude, but during the Monday Night Wars, actually. Um, 
during uh, Stone Cold, Shawn Michael days, Bret Hart, um, and uh, WCW to WWF, ECWs. Um, been collecting a lot of wrestling stuff, meet a lot of wrestlers. Um, I always like wrestling, and uh, I've been watching a lot of wrestling shows. Still I am. And uh, I talk about it a lot, so uh, this is the amazing opportunity right here to talk about it on here. So uh, uh, I want to I want to thank you for giving me an opportunity. So yeah, you're welcome. All right, let's start. Let's let's start with the news stories we promised. All right, let's start with Stardom to allow cheering at the February fourth show, first time since pre-pandemic on February fourth. Stardom will present the Supreme Fight Pay-Per-View event in Asuka, featuring the first World Stardom Championship defense. Mangila will take on her promise Suzuki in a match that leads to further the personal rivalry between the two former Ribbon Ice Ribbon stars. It is now appears that the magic quality heat rivalries will be the only thing to look forward on the Stardom Supreme Flight fight, as Gila was recently revealed at Bushy Road 2023 presentation and vocal crowd noise will be allowed at the event, marking the first time. That has been the case for the company since before the pandemic begins. So, Stardom has gone from strength to strength throughout the pandemic, delivering countless high-quality pay-per-view events, as well as considerably bolstering their roster. Thus, for hands, we're looking forward to finding vocalizers and support for their favorite roster members at the show in Asuka, as well as the World of Stardom Championship match. Saya Kayati will also be putting her wonder of Stardom Championship up against Momo Wannabe as he looked to break the defense record held by Wannabe herself. Set up Nahashi Yu, who's yes to defend their goddess of Stardom Championship against Mahi Makahikama and Konami will once again return to the ring. The team is severe against Mayumi Iwani and a partner of her choosing. So, what's your thoughts on this? Wow. <laughs> I, um, that is going to be a great match. Um, uh, it's, it's really uh, it's it's going to be a great match on that. It's it's really hard for me to keep up with Japan stuff, but uh, um, uh, it's it's good. in the in the Japan match. Um, I'm expecting to have a five star match, but um, yeah, I'm expecting that to be an epic match. Um, Next month, um, but um, I, I, it's it's really hard for me to 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 comment on that one. Uh, I haven't really keep up with the Japan one lately. Um, I'm going to start watching Japan shows. Um, but regarding to that, um, I'm I'm expecting that 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 match to be uh, best match. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Vince McMahon re- returns reportedly. WWE talent worried about potential cuts. Vince McMahon has returned to WWE, pushing out three former board members in order to head up the pursuits for a sale of the company. First reported by Wall Street Journal, it was said that Vince McMahon would return in order to oversee a sale of WWE. As the time to negotiate TV deals for WWE approaches, you can read more about the breakdown of the original WSJ article from Wrestling Purist. You go to that.com, you'll read more of it. But while the extent of Vince's rollback saying remains unknown for now, that has not stopped the current WWE town from fearing the worst. 
Though these worries are not unfound, as WWE has been hit with large waves of layoffs, clients during the pandemic, while Vince was in charge, while some released wrestlers have made their way back to WWE in time since others have gone to AEW or worked independent promotions. So what's your thoughts on this? I think uh, Vince McMahon should stop being cheap. Um, I think Vince McMahon should stop being cheap and focus on getting wrestlers and more wrestlers to the WWE. And uh, he he's more worrying about money for himself right now, and b- during the pandemic. <laughs> and uh, and uh, another thing I I don't understand is the last couple of days is him. Uh, that you 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 haven't talked about the sales going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we'll, we'll, I'm going to talk about that also. Um, him and Saudi Arabia thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, so first off, is that if he sells the WWE to Saudi Arabia, he will not. He will not walk in the street. All the W. All the fans will lose respect towards him because because they're afraid that the fans will lose everything. Because uh, they don't know what Saudi Arabia is going to do with the WWE, and uh, and the superstars in the back doesn't know. They're afraid they'll lose their jobs, and and mostly the women wrestlers. Yeah, pretty much. Like, yeah. right? You also don't want to blow the roster. Like WWE has one, and AW pretty much has one at this point. So. You also don't want to blow the roster. So what should you do when you didn't want to blow the roster? They go to ADW. <laughs> They'll mostly go to ADW. That's what Tony Khan right now and his father right now is, is is doing right now is sitting back and watching WWE crumble. And what they're going to do is that the wrestlers and, and announcers, broadcasters, and, uh, and also all the people work there they're going to look for jobs and then what they're going to do is go as hire them and i already know that's going to happen is they either go to adw or impact wrestling or or i don't think they'll go to nwa but they'll probably go to to work for adw slash ring of honor or impact wrestling because uh i know that's how they're going to go down with because i've seen them some of them already jumping ships already i know william regal right now went back to the wwe um i don't know what he's thinking right now but stephanie mcmahon um resigning and triple h i don't know what's gonna happen to him but personally i think the wwe should stay in the family um i don't know what's going on with shane mcmahon but when i heard the news about this and then i heard east pn and Walt Disney, it's just, it's, I don't know, man. This is like, I don't know what to expect from WWE. All I know is I heard The Rock is interested in this. Um, it's, it's weird. Uh, WWE's, I, I don't know, man. I, it's WWE's going into the 40th anniversary next year for WrestleMania, 30 years of Monday Night Raw. Um, I um Mystic Man is 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 showing me if he sells it, it means that he's being greedy and he doesn't care about the wrestling fans. And um 
that's that's my opinion, but I don't know about uh, anybody else. But um, I, as a wrestling fan for t- almost twenty years, but um, I've been WWF slash WWE fan, so it hurts me actually. So I have went through with WCW. So <laughs> WCW is one thing, but WWF slash WWE, I didn't expect him to sell it. So. But yeah, but like, what will happen? Like, I, I, I fortunately, I don't know if Vince Man will sell to Tony Khan and Shaka, Shaka Khan, because the fact Vince Man has this pride thing. Like, if he feels that he's so selling, selling, selling his WWE to Tony Khan and Shaka Khan, that he's it's to him admitting defeat. And no, for a fact, Vince yeah. Man will not admit defeat. He is an interesting individual. He will not admit defeat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. When he does that, then everybody like who he uh, he he defeated in the eighties and the nineties, and some in two thousand will all like laugh at him. And uh, and I was expecting Triple H and Triple H running the company, um, e- even more. I was Triple H was the favorite to take over the company, um. And, you know, that's what was my guessing a little bit because he has more knowledge. But um, and Stephanie run, it was a, was Triple H was more knowledge. Um, Shane McMahon left last year and Triple H was more experience. Um, but I was picturing Triple H buying a company. But but I don't picture and everybody on Facebook is starting to put these little headgear and, you know, picturing. I just don't picture Saudi Arabia. And then everybody starts putting Mickey Mouse and WWE and, you know, and everybody's questioning me. Oh, what about Charlotte Flair? What are they going to do with her if Saudi Arabia buys it? Oh, I couldn't answer it. And, uh, I, I really don't know, and and then uh, I absolutely don't know, and I don't know. I'm not in this boat, and uh, and then I watched ADW a couple of days ago, and then I thought they're going to make fun of the WWE, but they haven't yet. So yeah, give yeah, them a chance. Much. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's let's go let's go to the other wrestling other notes. The update yeah, on Chelsea yeah. Green, Matt Cardona, Kyrie's WWE status. Since Paul Levesque's appointment as WWE head of talent relations summer last year, the company has made a number of signings ranging from ex NXT stars Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross, Dakota Kai, the external talent such as Dragon Lee. For interest in New Japan Tamatanga, Higalei also recently reached the rumor mill. Back in October, the rep- WrestleVotes reported that WWE has significant interest in bringing Chelsea Green back to the company. Report that follow up on a month later, Dave Meltzer, a wrestling observer newsletter, revealed their signing was being spoke about as a done deal within the company. Rafa Slack did not provide an update on Chelsea Green's WWE status, reporting that she has to be returned to the company, where her absence from TV thus explained by Craig not being there just yet. Fightful, although she had popped up back yet, back up in WWE as of yet, Fightful is told not only Justin Green signed to WWE, she has been for quite some time still awaiting creative 
We've asked her to confirm her personal number of times, but won't happen for obvious reasons. As noted by Fightful, Green recently shut down her OnlyFans page, and Major Pod had to limit the production of Chelsea and Green merchandise her affirming her commitment WWE arrival. There was another removed WWE bound name recently is Matt Cardona, formerly as Zack Ryder. Cardona, be a real life husband of Green, has added fuel to the fire when they'll be returning as a pair. However, Fightful has not has confirmed that has not officially signed us yet. So this one die Fightful. W sources have indicated us that Cardona is not signed, but we shouldn't rule anything out for the future. Then we got another one for Fightful updates. The status of Kylie Ray, who recently competed on episode main event as Brianna Ray. Despite a recent appearance on screen for the company, the report indicates that Ray, who competed for AEW in the company's first year, is still currently a free agent. Then here's one more for Fightful. Kyrie Ray had a WWE trial, led to her appearance on WWE main event, which led to speculation she had been signed. This would confirm that she is now Kyrie Ray Phil's free agent. Time will tell us whether Cardona, Ray, or end up officially signed with WWE. As far as Green's concerned, the upcoming Royal Rumble live pay per view event seemed like an appropriate setting to reintroduce her to their women's division. As always, Fightful will aim to provide any updates on the status of Green, Cardona, Ray, or any other potential WWE signings that soon be here. So, what's your thoughts on it, Bernard K? I think it's a, I think it's a great idea to bring them into the WWE, and I, I, I mostly. I mostly see some surprises for for NXT. I'm also seeing some surprises from uh, ADW, Dominite, and and uh, I've been seeing a lot of surprises to, that's joining from Japan, and uh, and it's it's a great opportunity from Japan wrestlers coming in to United States. Um, because it's a great to know them better, <laughs> and um, there's a lot of Jap- Japanese wrestlers, and uh, and there are also a lot of uh, American wrestlers as well here. The one you just named. Um, I I love the opportunity to see new new wrestlers and including the women wrestlers. Um, and uh, it's it's time for a new new people. And as for Twitter page, um, those little fan page, um, because the WWE doesn't allow them. Um, I think there was an issue with that one. Um, I don't understand what's what's the deal with that premium page. Um, with that one, but it's it's ridiculous. I heard there was a snitch on that one. Um, premium page because uh. It's 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 not. I don't. It's it's her business actually. If if you want to own a Twitter page, that's your business. I know they had a problem with that with with Twitch TV. Um, that you're not allowed to have Twitch TV because you're making money off of that. Um, because uh, Vince McMahon doesn't want that. But Twitter page because you're putting a pornographics on that one. Um, and then, uh, cause a former NXT, uh, women's champion, um, um, got fired because they didn't like it. And, uh, cause she's making way too much money on that one. Um, that, that's, uh, that's, I don't, that's her right. She's not violating in WWE. 
she's she did she was carrying NXT 2.0 and um that's I've been watching the NXT I mostly she was carrying it while the Steiner son was uh Rick Steiner's son was carrying it also <laughs> and uh and uh you know they had to change the rules there a little bit I think they're starting to get strict there um Shawn Michaels is the last thing well, he's the last man to start criticizing people about rules. I remember when he was a wrestler, he was breaking rules, and and he didn't give a crap. He starts coming on national TV half naked, and how he and he's trying to, and he fired that woman, Manny Rose. That, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, that's understanding. All right, let's get to the news. AEW reportedly films Angle involving Don Callis at PWG. AEW has a heavy influence on PWG annual battle of Los Angeles tournament this past the last past weekend or so. Past weekend to include filming some of their own content according to Game Meltzer on the latest Wrestlers Over Radio. Kay's old Megas manager John Cows was in attendance on night two and ended up being around a crowd round during the final of the tournament. Saw Seaball Mike Bell defeat AEW Konosuke Takahashi. AEW's cameras were on hand to capture all that, with it appeared to be TMZ's reporters around asking Cows and questions. The invisible hand ended up filming a interview with Takashi when he was confused by Cows' appearance. Takashi is apparently set for a major push AEW at some point in the future, and Kyle has been appearing ringside during his matches since November last year with the situation at PWG seemingly the next part of his ongoing story storyline. So it may be seen whether it's which air, whether it be on AEW television shows, or streaming shows on YouTube, or just by social media. So Takashi would be an actual dynamite this week if he's against Danny Danielson. Brian Danielson would be a must-win encounter for American Dragon. She be she wants to earn his shot the AEW World Championship mm-hmm. elsewhere at at the PWG Bola events. The entire Dragon Appreciation Society ended up surprising fans with appearance, and they competed in a ten-man tag match when AEW's Bandito suffered a neck injury during his his in-ring outings. So what's your what's What's your take on it? What's your your sense on it? Yeah, it's going to be a great match. Uh, I uh, I like both of them, but I'm I'm picturing Daniel. I mean Brian Danielson is probably is, is going to win that one. Uh, his momentum's great. Um, I would love to see that <laughs> Iron Man match, but uh, but um. I, I like both of them. It's a great opportunity to see those two fight. Actually, um, I I love seeing those two competition. Um, for Daniel Bryan, he looks very very serious fighter. Um, uh, he's very aggressive submission hole. I love I like his submission, but his opponent. Um, he, he's he's very good. I seen him um, on YouTube a lot. Um, it's very hard for me to see that because it's in japan but um but i i seen him in action um but um i think both guys will put in a great match um but um i i don't i don't i don't see brian danielson win that um as he has a huge momentum actually i don't for him going to 
AEW World Title match in March, I see him winning that. But even though those two are going to put in a five star match, um, I I I think um, both guys are great. Um, but I think he's going to win. Um, Daniels is going to make those two guys are going to put bloody match. Yeah. All right, then. What's your take on Don Callis and Kanosuke Takashi? Don Callis. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Don Callis, Kanosuke. Oh, boy. Kanosuke is an excellent fighter. Don Callis is a great talker. Um, A manager guy, too. Oh boy! Um, I liked I uh, like his opponent. I liked I liked the Japanese guy better because he's he's more great fighter. The uh, Don Callis, um, he's he's like a more like a talker, um, uh, type. He's like a manager type. I know he used to be a wrestler, but he's like a. He's like a talker, a manager type. Um, I don't take him seriously. He he likes to he likes to talk uh, trash on a mic. <laughs> saying saying that his guy's the best and Kenny Omega, but uh, Kenny Omega, well he is the best. So that's the only thing he is. But Kenny Omega is the best. So. But uh, so yeah, Don Callis, um, he I like him as a manager, um, in the commentating world, but but I just don't like him as a wrestler. So yes, yeah, it's understanding. All right, let's go see other news with new with Jay White with New Japan news with Jay White expected to leave New Japan soon. WWE report oh, cool. both reportedly interested. January four main event. Of, Japan at Wrestle Kingdom 17 event, Tokyo Dome. Jay was lost the IWGP WGP World Championship Okada. Jay White. Let me can I finish that first? Oh, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Leave the rage wife like bet- calling out former Hikalu for betraying him fall day. White Savage attack Hikalu challenging him to lose the League Japan match. Promptly, promptly speculating regarding both of the features of the company. Then we got some insights with Fight Select. They provided updates on Switchblade Jay White's stat and New Japan stats. It's revealed this contract believes will be up soon. WWE and AEW are both interested, although WWE is said to be confident he can secure his signature. Then Fightful Select has learned that Jay White contract is relatively soon. He is suspected to leave New Japan Wrestling, just like the Hikaru. Those, those are the company. Those speaking to both WWE Elite Wrestling are interested in getting former IWGP World Champion, Heavyweight Champion, Jay White. However, WWE sources seem confident land him. Then, five will clarify women report this is far from the official yet near company is able to reach out to White until his deal is up. Until then, it's always possible that he's re-signed with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Then we got the offensive loser leads Japan match is scheduled to take place on Oscar on February 11th. White's opponent, Hikaleo, is believed to be the WWE's radar, thus putting the result match into doubt. 
The preferred FIFA report, those on New Japan Barossa believe that white design are remaining in the states for the time being. White has previously confirmed that WWE were having interest in signing in 2021, while he's noticed that WWE has never approached them regarding signing full-time, though he didn't mean enjoying working with them thus far. It was reported years back that White's latest New Japan contract is set to keep him with the company until 2025, that AEW has interest in bringing him permanently. However, White has since clarified this is not the case, saying that they approached me and some contract. I was on both things 100% false. So, then we got more updates. Fightful closed the report knowing that he had reached out to both New Japan. White has his uh, comment on the matter. They haven't yet reared by each other side. White undoubtedly was the most talented performance of modern era. Thus should be departing Japan, be a major coup of whatever company lands him in. As always, we're waiting to provide any future update, further updates on Jay White's contract status as soon as we hear more. So what's your what's your talk on this? Um, I don't think Jay White should sign with WWE right now. While while there is a partial uh, thinking about sales going on, if he's thinking about joining a wrestling company, I think he should join ADW or or Impact Wrestling or any else but WWE right now. I, or just hold back from WWE right now until and wait and see what happens because there is because of the rumors going around. Um, I don't think WWE is in the state of mind right now, um, or anybody who's looking for going to WWE. Um, because if they sell to any company, the WWE will just give up the contracts. Um, um, that's that's what I personally think. Um, if anybody from Japan wants to come to WWE, it is it, if they in the middle of selling, then it's, it's no point. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much a point. All right. Anyway, okay. Anyway, let's talk. This man Stephanie reportedly issues. Before that, Stephanie Man was side of a sign because of the fact like. Like she was, she was a happy with Vincent son to Saudi Arabia, and mostly like that. So, what's your talk on that? Um, I I think it sucks. I think she was pushed out because of that. She didn't want she didn't want her father to sell it, or even negotiating of selling it. She and also the board. Um, vote her out and uh she i think she wanted to stay but uh vince mcmahon had the board vote her out and uh and then he had the the guy who's the rock's friend stay on board the who's sided with vince mcmahon helping him um selling it and then triple h stayed there then there's a lot of rumors saying that they're gonna try to vote Triple H out probably after WrestleMania. Um, that's that's gonna be really suck. But uh, um, he's only there until after WrestleMania. Um, that's what I've been hearing. And and I'm fine. Yeah, I, I, I'm laughing also because because this is a joke. Triple H is uh, is a legend, and uh, 
you should stay on board. I went to the show in December. I went to SmackDown Tampa, and uh, the show was okay. It's not bad. And uh, and all of a sudden he, uh, and then all of a sudden he uh, just banged. I have no problem with Vince McMahon, but but you don't come back and decide you're gonna take over. That's one thing, but you don't say I'm gonna sell it. To Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia doesn't like women, and already everybody knew what's gonna happen. He's gonna fire every woman in this in WWE because they only like men. But we already know Sami Zayn's gonna quit, Kevin Owens gonna quit, The Usos gonna quit, um, majority of the roster's gonna quit. What are they gonna get left? Half the roster's gonna quit and go to end up going to ADW or elsewhere and then what's left oh i forgot saudi arabia is gonna bring in their people and uh the guy that used to dress like a fucking i'm um, sorry uh the guy that dressed like a, a weirdo a couple months ago uh fasting dress a fancy outfit is gonna win the royal rumble and he's gonna end up beating roman reigns for the undisputed title um the first ever Arab champion. Uh, everybody, everybody's been saying that. It is a joke. Come on, that's not how you do things. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Like, it's gonna probably change the name of World Wrestling Arab. Yes. Yes, yeah. Saudi Arabia is like controversial, so the sale will probably happen, but it's gonna be more controversial. It make AEW look good in the eyes of the wrestling fans, both hardcore and casual oh, fans. Yeah. I don't um the tell I think all the deals that Vincent Man has, they'll probably be canceled and dropped. And uh, all the things he has international is going to be dropped because a lot of people in international don't like or disagree with Saudi Arabia. That's what's happening in the Middle East. And uh, that's what it's going to be like. It's going to be a major feed is going on. And that's what it's going about. And uh the WWE and a lot of fans gonna lose and uh, and they we we're not gonna be able to attend to the WWE events and they're not gonna be able to show WWE programming on television. It's gonna be wherever local wherever channel they have over there, wherever headquarters gonna be at. And then the headquarters they just built that's going to be opening up in March it end up being teared down. So it's going to be a pointless uh, investment. Um, I don't know what to think. I, I don't know if it's um, is it uh, it's a it's a it's, it's fake news from the dirt sheets or was this one of those stories that Vince McMahon's trying to get ratings for 
or trying to get build up his company up to get people to feel sorry for himself. Uh, or I don't know what's going on, but uh, I don't even, I, I personally don't know if it's, it is for real. Cause, uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty much, I don't know if it's real or not, but it's what it is, what it is on there at this point. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. All right, let's go to news. Apparently, like Nick Kong was talking with with the higher ups at Disney and SPN at this last this week on Monday. Apparently, he was Nick Khan was having talks with them to get them them like the like to pay out the big money to buy WWE. Because remember, Saudi Arabia is Vince's choice to buy WWE, and Nick Khan wants the other wants. And I think Nick Khan wants, uh, like, he wants Disney or ESPN to buy WWE because he fears that, because he, he feels that w, that Saudi Arabia should not have WWE. It's not a good, it's not a good moral standpoint. It's why Stephanie left WWE. And what will happen to Triple H if, if Vince succeeds? Like, will he be removed from his booking powers? Imagine Vince McMahon finally succeeds in selling WWE to Saudi Arabia. And then Triple H gets the call, tells him that he's being removed from creative. Triple H, uh, Vince, I mean, Triple H getting the call that Vince McMahon is taking his place in creative, and Triple H is to leave immediately. Imagine that happening. How do you feel would that happen, Bernard? Then, well, <laughs> then Triple H is going to lose his job, and. Uh... The WWE is going to be in, uh, it's going to be in, uh, WWE is going to be in the toilet because, uh, you, you, you got to go back way before, uh, Triple H came to the WWE, but that's different time zone, different, I'm sorry, different times, uh, different time actually, um, didn't change. Vince McMahon had partners back then. He doesn't have partners now. He only had Vince Mc, Vince McMahon only has um, Triple H, and he has his daughter and son. But his son walked down on him last year, and his daughter walked down on him last week, this past weekend, and. Uh, the only person he has left is his son-in-law. And if his son-in-law gets fired or decided to walk out on him from the WWE, he's all by himself and he's almost 80 years old. And I know I know that he doesn't have tough decisions to make, but I know the guy who took over the CEO is is looking to take over the WWE and uh, and uh, take advantage of Vince McMahon and uh, um um McMahon's gotta be careful uh, making decisions on his own. He he's not the same guy that he was when WCW went out of business or or when WCW was on the Monday Night Wars. He's not the same guy anymore. He's doesn't know how to think well. Um, 
of Vince McMahon. So, um, yeah, Vince McMahon's got to be careful when he's making decisions on his own. He, he, he needs someone to help him making decisions. Um, that's that's what I think. Um, I think he he has problems, Vince McMahon. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true, pretty much. Like, he he thinks that he he thinks he still got it. He thinks that uh he thinks he knows how to make money, not realizing he's hurting his business, and he's hurting himself, and is hurting his family as well. That's pretty much. Let's hope not, Vince. Let's it's hope that be, doesn't knock off Saudi Arabia. And it's going to be the ESPN or Disney or Comcast or the Khan family. I'm I'm betting on them as well, so I'm hoping. Well, it's going to be a family view because none of his family wants to sell it. That's true. His whole family wants to sell Well, Linda McMahon um, doesn't have a comment because she's in the, she's in the politics because uh, Linda McMahon is a is a a quarter of ownership of the WWE um, since 1982. So, so she has no comment on that. So if he did sell it, he has to split it with her. So, but um, I don't, yeah, nobody in, in, in is his kids and, uh, and son-in-law doesn't want to sell it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like, like honestly, like, it's some hey, hey, strong yeah. news. Apparently, Everybody's like, walking away. Regal, Everybody's walking away. Regal position, like, Regal's original position within WWE was going to be, like, a global president or something. But now I got changed a bit. Now, Regal's new position is going to be required to be at all Raw and SmackDown tapings going forward. Appear if it's confirmed by Mike Johnson, a PW Insider. He was at another recent tapings this week. He was not the WWXT this past Tuesday this week in Orlando. So, what's your thoughts on it? Did Regal got screwed over the deal with WWE, or he left for more money? Um, I have I don't know. I I don't know what uh Regal. Um, what, what he, what he thinks. Um, I, I don't know what he thinks. It's, I don't know what he thinks at all. Um, I, it depends what the deal is behind the scenes. Um, I don't think he got screwed. Yeah, that's pretty much true. Yeah, he got screwed. He probably wanted to be close to his son. But yeah. you probably want to have like a one day wrestling week a week, like NXT every Wednesday on NXT, and probably yeah, that in. But probably the new contracts making him do well, all SmackDown tapes. I don't think he got screwed. I think he trying not to be a wrestler. It's because he can't really do anything until next year, and so in 2024 it states that because what happened with ADW. He's not allowed to be on on camera, so they're very limited for him. So 
he he so he had to stay behind the scenes away from the camera so they're only giving him what they could give him so so he's he, he's probably only allowed to go on NXT and I know he's the vice president or president of some group uh, comp- uh, for WWE. Um, I'm trying to look that up later, but um, but um, I know he got promoted for some position, but um, already, but he just got there. But um, but um, I know he's there to support his son in NXT because he um, he was just recruited to NXT brand a couple of months ago. He um but the deal was for him is that he's not allowed to be on camera until two, until 2024. So I don't expect him to be on TV until next year. Um so I got to see what happens from there. Yeah, okay. Mhm. So yeah. So, yeah, we all know the rumors of Shaka Khan and Tony Khan buying WWE. They try to look for another investor to fill out the money to buy WWE. So what do you think will happen if the Tony or Shaka Khan buys WWE? Well, they mostly likely keep it separate. If they keep it separate, what will happen like a super show? What the super <laughs> show will be? Oh, Lord. Oh, my God. Um... Oh boy, all day today, but he keeps saying that. Um, I just, oh boy, how WWE gets purchased by ADW. Um, um, if if ADW buys WWE, that will become a national news. Um, um, that's. I will be totally shocked um, that ever happens. Um, if ADW purchased WWE, Tony Khan and his father would have purchased ADW, Ring of Honor, and WWE. WWE would be the biggest. Um, I I just don't picture WWE, um, but that will raise the bar of ADW. If they would have purchased and bring all the superstars over to WWE, uh, over to ADW, and uh, but I don't think anybody wants to go to ADW. But I, I don't know. I just don't. It's very hard for me to think this. And uh, Eric Bischoff, Eric Bischoff, doesn't believe it because. Eric Bischoff doesn't like ADW, and uh, I've been listening to Eric Bischoff, and he he said that uh, that ADW is trash, and uh, Tony Khan does not know how to run the company right, and uh, I I and I don't and uh, I don't. I don't see WWE being sold to them. And if you believe this, if Tony Khan purchased WWE, the, the, I, I'll be I'll be shocked to see what Eric Bischoff would say, because um, Eric Bischoff tried to take out WWE, 
for AEW to take out WWE, nobody tried to take Eric Bischoff couldn't do it. It will make uh, AEW look good, actually. Yeah, it's pretty much. That could happen. Like, Eric Bischoff... It will not happen because I, I, I don't see Tony Khan slash his daddy will throw all that money away in one company because Vince McMahon wants billions of dollars for one company. But... I I don't picture that because I don't think anybody have the guts to give up all that money. And just like Dwayne The Rock Johnson doesn't have that money. Nobody has billions of dollars. And that's why Physic uh, Man is going after Saudi Arabia for money because they, he thinks that Saudi Arabia has billions of dollars to throw away. Um, but... I just don't picture anybody buying WWE because no one doesn't have the money to invest a wrestling company for billions of dollars. Um, uh-huh. uh, it's not million dollars; it's billion dollars. You know, the guy. You know, and, you know, WWE is a nice company, but you know, people gotta be careful here. WWE is a nice company, but ADW is is a new company that started three or four years ago. I don't think W I don't think ADW wants to say oh, I'm going to invest all my money in in AWWE. You know, um, it's like saying taking down the WWE. Everybody wants to. Everybody wants to take down the WWE. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Soon as everybody, as soon as everybody heard uh, WWE is putting up for sale, everybody jumps on and say, "I'm gonna go buy the WWE." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. This was the Gusoli podcast. Me and Bernard will see y'all next Saturday.